Hello, everybody. This is Josh with the Carolina Social Club podcast, and I am joined by Eddie and B. And uh, it's been a while, guys. How are you, everyone? How are you? Um, yeah. I mean, we took a took a little bit of a long break for the holidays. That was good, right? I enjoyed my break. I enjoy a break. I'm currently broke. Same. <laughs> Should aim into that, dude. <laughs> Who amongst us isn't? Yeah, I, I would like to find that person. Uh, listeners, if any of you are rich, uh, you can hit us up for our cash apps and Venmos. Yeah, for sure. I actually just signed up for cash app today because uh, I guess Credit Karma's tax thing is through cash app now. I just want to let everyone who's listening know that you can always sign up for my OnlyFans. Yeah, what's your OnlyFans username? I don't know if I like it with that voice, I'll be honest with you. Oh, you will. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that I will. <laughs> I don't know that I will either. Don't worry, I'm going to give you a safe word and we'll get started. The safe word. Who is, who is this character? Have you named him yet? Well, I figured everybody liked my sexy voice. I just really wanted them to know what I really sounded like. Mm. Mm, and and it's Billy Bob. Of, of Billy Bob's Wonderland. <laughs> Pizza Wonderland, hell yeah. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so we close out. suck itself. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And we're already yeah. off the rails. We're two minutes in. I know, two minutes in, and sorry, completely <laughs> off the rails. Speaking of Jesus, what? So uh, we closed out 2021. Um, you know, I had a nice long break from work. It's always good. Must be uh, nice. I know that I know that Eddie, I know you're in the process of or you have just completed moving. Yes, I have. I mean, I have like four things to get from the other apartment. And I thought really long and hard about doing that tonight and firmly said, fuck it. I mean, there's always tomorrow, right? Exactly. Let me tell you, motherfuckers, what the hell's going on in my life. Let's take a moment. Yeah, let's okay? hear it. Okay, here's the deal. Guys. We haven't had a chance to properly talk enough about me, and I feel like that is something we've been sorely lacking here. We need to we need to really chronicle on this podcast exactly what's been going on with me. Now, here's the thing that's been going on with me, guys. I ain't got no job. <laughs> All right. All right. And this is important to note here. I ain't got no job. And because I'm currently in between professions, I am currently trying to find something for myself. And Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you, job hunting can suck a dick. I don't care what job environment is like, man. Mm-mm. So let me tell y'all a story. Let me tell you, let me, let me tell y'all a story. And what's the story? I signed, it, ain't, it ain't much of a story. It's me bitching. I signed up for LinkedIn. Everything's good. LinkedIn's free. I'm enjoying my life. LinkedIn keeps telling me to sign up for LinkedIn Premium. It tells me Josh is using LinkedIn Premium. It's telling me this person's using LinkedIn Premium. I'm like, okay, well... Maybe LinkedIn Premium can give me some dope shit. So I go, LinkedIn Premium is like $35 a month. And I'm like, if I'm, if I ain't got no job, what the fuck are you thinking is gonna happen? You think I'm gonna suddenly be like, you think I'm spending money to make money? What do you think this is? LinkedIn, some kind of MLM? Fuck you. So I go to Indeed. <laughs> Indeed pulls the same shit. I go to ZipRecruiter, and I'm going to tell you all about ZipRecruiter in a little bit because I got a lot to say about ZipRecruiter. Good for them. Good for them. Not bad shit about ZipRecruiter. It's a good shit. I find a, a publishing site. I sign up for this publishing site because I'm a writer. I like writing. 
I'm allegedly good at it. So I want to like be able to use that part of that into a career because honestly, I'm fucking sick of teaching. Although if I taught people writing, that might be okay. So listen, they tell me, hey, Brandon, your, your resume, good job. You've done really well for yourself. You've got a lot of skills, but we want to be able to tweak your resume you know, kind of make it more palatable for the professionals out there. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, that's fine because I don't know shit about resumes. I, 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 I ain't good at resume shit. Okay, so I'm cool with that. And they're like, do you want our help? And I'm thinking to myself, man, I would love, I would love help from some legit, a company that's trying to give me like some help. It's like, great, because we're running a sale. You're running, running, running a sale. Yeah, yeah it's a holiday sale to work on resumes. I'm like, oh, it's a holiday sale to work on resumes. Okay, okay, so we're thinking like the LinkedIn premium is gonna be like $35. They're like, we've taken $50 off of our sale price. And I'm gonna stop you right there, dog. <laughs> if it's a sale to you and you've taken $50 off, you're about to fuck my wallet up. And they're like, well, you know what our price is right now? I don't know what your price is, ihirepublishing.com. It is $350 to work on your resume, sir. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I want a job that pays me $350. At this point, I don't care. Okay. So I'm still rocking with that fucked up handicap spot of a resume that I currently have. I have not actually had them work on my resume because, you know, my OnlyFans isn't taking off like I thought it would. I'm sorry, man. I but, Listen, I can only subscribe once. <sighs> Okay, guys, when I told y'all that my milkshake brought all the boys to the yard, I didn't know Josh was the only boy. Yeah. This is... Okay, anyway, moving on. Moving on. <laughs> Somebody tells me, they tell me, like, you know what you need to do? You need to find yourself a headhunter. So I say, okay, that's awesome. Let's get a headhunter. Anybody here ever mess with headhunters before? Not me. Kentucky headhunters. Dumas Walker. So I'm going to take that as a no. Now, <laughs> headhunters are there that basically like temp agencies, only they're designed specifically to really focus on you and to get you in the spot where you need to be, not just to fill a hole in a job. They want to get you a good job. They want to get you in a place where you will flourish and you're happy. Their clients are happy, so on and so forth. I get on the phone. I am on a two hour long interview with a headhunter. She likes my shit. I Google her. She looked good. She got some good stuff. I mean, I'm, she's pretty, but I'm talking about like her, her resume, her, her stuff looks good. Like 20 years in the field and all that stuff. I'm like, right. oh yeah. I go tell my wife, honey, check this out. Your man's going to get a job. And she's like, I don't care. So I am waiting on this headhunter to call me back. She's like, I'm gonna call you the next day. I gotta go into training right now. I'm gonna call you tomorrow. I'm like, okay. She ain't called me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm patient. I'm patient. Training, training can go long. It was the first of the year. It can go long. So I call. I, I call, and they're like, "She's on the other line. She'll call you back." She ain't called me back. So I shoot her an email, and I'm like, "Hey, hey, girl." Uh, well, I didn't say girl, <laughs> but I'm like, "Hey, girl." Um, for our conversation, maybe you know, you got some, you got some. Some stuff that you want me to see. I look forward to looking at it. So call me back. She didn't call me back. Still? Three days later. 
of me emailing, trying not to seem desperate, but every so often passive aggressively tossing a line in the email every so often going, hey, just so you know, I ain't got no job. (laughs) That status has not changed. Could you let me know what's going down? So you, um, you talk to her once and that's it? Just, just I don't know, Josh. Sorry. There's a lot to the story, man. I got things. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Things to get off my chest. I, I just like, this. Is, I'm just horribly bothered by this already. I would, Bro, but, but continue. Yeah. I haven't even told my wife this whole story, okay? When she hears about it the first time. Carolina <laughs> Social Club exclusive. It will yeah. be on the social club. She's going to come burr, burr, to me burr, after burr. this and be like, <laughs> <New> shit. <laughs> <clears throat> she's gonna right. come to me afterwards and she's gonna be like honey why didn't you tell me all this well, i was saving it for the podcast that's all baby anyway <laughs> that'll go over I, real well baby i'll say i'm saving the trials and tribulations about our future for free entertainment on spotify so the cast yeah for the cast for my people you know for the 12 listeners so <clears throat> anyway she doesn't contact me I, I wait. I, I start spacing these things out over days. Oh, yeah. This story takes place over days. Oh. Um, days becomes a week. Um, day eight after the phone call, I get another headhunter who's interested in me. And he's like, hey, yo, man, um, I like what you got. I don't think you're good for the job you applied for, but I got another job here I'm interested in helping you up with. Look me up. Google me. Google my company. You'll see that we're legit. So just like, let me know if you're interested. He's so leading that. with Google us and you'll see that we're legit. Okay, look, man, it's been a long couple weeks. I feel you. Point. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm I was going to say, I appreciate the confidence. He'd be like, he's like, Google me. Y'all don't, uh, I don't know. <laughs> going for jobs is like going and, and trying to pick up a, a girl in the bar. It's like one shows interest and the next thing you know, you have texted that bitch every night. And she's just responding to you with K. Or I'm fine. A smiley face. Okay. This first headhunter, this first headhunter leaves me on red for days. (laughs) And then finally, finally emails me back day eight after our phone call saying, hey, I have another job that I think you might be good for. Here's some information about it. And I respond back real quick. Like, what about the first two that you still ain't told me about, but you said were there? That, ladies and gentlemen, was Monday. I ain't heard from the bitch since. Wow. <laughs> God damn. Oh, man. That, that email she sent me was designed, she was going to send me another email to set up a time to interview. Again, to talk to me about some other steps to take. Still has not contacted me about that. Meanwhile, the other headhunter, that first guy, he said, Google me. When I found out he was legit, notice he was legit. The one thing he was really legit on, leaving my ass on red. I have the bluest balls from these two <laughs> headhunters that I've ever had in my life. It's like high school all over again. Nobody wants to go out with me. It's really, getting, it's really just pushing me over my limit. Anybody out there who is still currently looking for a job, if you have bet on yourself, if you are part of the great resignation or the great reshuffling or whatever it is they're talking about these days please understand that it's only great because of the size of it it ain't great because you feel good doing it no it sucks 
Okay, it is terrible. We are a one income family. We're, I mean, and it's, it's bad enough as it is that we're doing it like this. Um, it's funny because you got to laugh to keep from crying. We are, we are struggling day to day. I am stressed day to day. I am sick again. I have had two colds in the last three weeks and I'm so tired. So all that to say, guys, I want to carve out a niche on every one of our podcasts until I get a job where I can just talk about the fact that I ain't got no job. I mean, I like, I think that having a, a little segment where you give us an update on the, on how job hunting really is right now would be, it's pretty cool. Like, oh, yeah. it's a good perspective to have. Yeah. Job hunting in a pandemic, I never thought I would experience it like this. Um, to give you guys some further perspective, my old job, because you may be sitting there going, well, why didn't you wait? Again, I remind you, I left because a gunfight kicked off in my classroom. Um, and I don't think I would really want to do that anymore for that reason. But my old job, currently sitting at, I think I, think I told you, 600 teachers currently out with COVID with another 600 currently in quarantine. They only employ like 8,000 teachers. Okay. Fuck, man. Yeah. The Wednesday, Wednesday, send out a message to the uh, entire district, like on the phone, two hours before high school lets out to say, hey, we don't have enough bus drivers to take your kids home. So if you want to come get your kids, why don't you come and do that? Kids stuck at schools until the evening, until the stars were out. Okay. Because parents couldn't get the message because they have jobs. Right. Uh, yeah, I was when you told me about that, I, I was talking to Kelly and she was like, what about like parents who work in factories who can't like answer the phone or like, you know, don't don't get signal or, or whatever. They have no idea that this is going on. I, look, I don't know how everybody else is doing it around the, the, the country right now, but I will tell you right here in the Charlotte area, things are tense. I bet, you know, they're they're advocating hard to not do any kind of virtual learning to be fully in person, but they also don't seem to care at the drop-offs that they're suffering from. They have lost, I think they said, somewhere between three and 6% of their workforce overall. And again, a lot of people look at those single digit percentages and they don't care about them. They think that's nothing, but you extrapolate that number and you're looking at dozens upon dozens into the hundreds of people who have lost their jobs or quit their jobs because it's just unsafe. Not to mention the fact that there have been at least 30 different gun um, cases of guns or gun-related violence on school campuses in the Charlotte area this last calendar year alone. So things are tense like they've never been tense before. It's hard for a teacher, so I can only imagine what it is for everyone else out there. That's crazy. That's just, that's just super fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, guys, uh, keep your, your ears to the ground and I'll be there to let you know every step of the way in Brandon's journey to jobs. <laughs> nice. We have a segment name. Oh my that was God. A good segment. I like that. Yeah. Eddie, how have you been doing? Oh, uh, you know, um, 
good things happening on the professional front. I won't get too deep into it. Um, yeah, feels kind of feels kind of fun to say that after all of what B just said. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I sort of feel like we may have needed to go in reverse on that, but I'll move it's on. Like I still got a job. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean I've been yeah. putting in I've been putting in a lot of time and a lot of effort in trying to make something happen, you know, and it finally did, and I'm pleased with it. Might not be so pleased with it when the actual work starts, but uh, you'll catch that on my segment, uh, Ed's job. All right. <laughs> um, Eddie's got a job. Eddie's got a job. <laughs> oh I, like my God. To, I like to think out of the three of us, I'm, I'm Tommy. You know, Ed can be, Ed can be, I guess, Cole. Josh, you can be Martin. <laughs> you ain't got no job, B. Anyway. So, Eddie, are you going to keep that close to the vest for a little bit or, or can you share with the class? Like what, what's going on? Uh, it's, it's just a move to a more specialized role in the company. Right now I define myself as an IT generalist and this allows me to actually focus on one aspect of that and make more money doing it. Hmm. And that'll be uh, mostly security systems, uh, actual building security, not IT security. Okay. Nice. That's- that's pretty cool. That is cool. Yeah, I'm excited for it. It's 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 a little scary because we're building this kind of from the ground up. Right now, we uh, contract with a company, and that contract's coming to an end. And so we're going to replace everything that they do for us with in-house. That's what I am, but that also doesn't exist yet. So <laughs> we have to determine what that looks like. Cool. Hmm. Okay. That's very interesting. And how long is that turnaround supposed to be? <sighs> Ideally, we'd probably want to say within the next four months, but it's a big company and things move slowly. So I'd imagine maybe this time next year. Interesting. That almost sounds optimistic too in a big company. <laughs> in, a, in a big company, it can be. I mean, it's it's every this affects every site that this company has in the entire nation. I think it's roughly thirty five hundred separate locations. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that man at his crime computer is what I've been telling people. <laughs> how many how many uh, monitors do you operate off of? Three currently, but I want to do four. Oh, my God. Or I want to get one of those. Uh, the fuck are they? The the Samsung kind of uh, rounded backed TV. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That like half circle TV. I think that'd be pretty fly. Would you like, um, you talk about being Batman in the back here, would you stack them on top of each other? If I could get the uh, chair from Grandma's Boy, <laughs> if anybody saw that movie, <laughs> but if I could be in the, if I could be in the chair laying back with the sort of half sphere of screens around me, that'd be perfect. Josh, how many do you have? Uh, right now I have two. Um, but they're like they're stacked and they're both uh, 34 inch ultra wides. So I, I use the I use them like as though I have four. Mine are 21 inch six year old uh, company provided uh, screens. So there you go. I have a singular 32 inch 4K. So I'm very happy with the one. The wife literally used to have a two stack 
like, but she has now taken one of our spare TVs. We only have the one, and it's like 40. I want to say I'm looking at it over here. It's like 48 inches. It's massive. And she's got like lights behind it now. And it really sucks because if I want to sit in here with her and I want to turn on the TV, I accidentally turn her shit off too. <laughs> it's it's quite spectacular. I I always feel like we're spoiling ourselves if we ever use TVs for monitors. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys ever feel that way, if you've ever done it before. Oh, I have. I've, for the longest time, I used a 32-inch Samsung flat screen as my monitor. I just posted a picture of my my setup as it is right this minute in uh, our our little chat, so you gotta, can see. I gotta get that uh, crime computer lean going. Wow, what the hell, Josh? I know, right? <laughs> Speaking of crime computer, like, where's your where's your crime scanner? And <laughs> right, 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 right. Literally has his signal, guys. You you can't see it, but you know what I'm to say. <laughs> <laughs> he calls himself Rainmaker, but like, okay, here's the deal. If you look at his thing, and I don't know if he'll be willing to post it at any point, but if you ever look at his thing, he literally has his symbol on the bottom. He has branded his shit like Batman on here. So like the Rainmaker cave, the Maker Cave, the Rain. Yeah, cave. I've got yeah. like a the, the Rain Cave. <laughs> got a stream deck, and that's that's what that is. And the, but the thing is, uh, I also have a second setup. Jesus Christ. Well, hold on. What's the second setup for? I'm getting ready to, I'm getting ready to post it. Hold on. It's going to be self-explanatory. I hope so. It's uh, like for all of my like keyboard shit and um, you know things that I don't want to have like that I want the extra desk space for. That, does, that just doesn't work with the way that the main desk. I call it desk one and desk two. Oh, oh, okay. This motherfucker has desk one and desk two. He is keeping Charleston safe from the Joker and Clayface. There you go. What the hell is oh, that? Dude, it's it's insane. What? Maybe when the episode airs, if people ask about it, I'll post it. So, but yeah, and you got you got a nice uh, got a nice hammer, uh, right? Some manner of Pez. Yeah, that's the uh, man pops pointing at each other. Yep, that was a, a gift from client in the Discord. Yeah, I appreciate you guys for giving me a gift for Christmas too, because you know I ain't got a job, so I can't buy one for myself. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know this, but he really sets it off. He he wants us to feel like he's still humble. He has an empty Coke bottle. That was from earlier today. I, when I took the picture, I was like. Uh, I guess I should have gotten rid of that, but you know what? Just keep it real. Nah, man. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. When you have a singular piece of trash on your desk, it's art. You add more to it, it just looks like shit. <laughs> but there's one piece right there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's a next to the Spider-Man, there's a Mandalorian Funko. That's, that's what my brother got me for Christmas this year. So. Y'all know what my brother got me for Christmas? Let me tell you what my brother got me for Christmas. An, app- an appointment with his therapist. <laughs> I mean, that's I, I laugh, but that's actually probably a really nice gift. Yeah, I mean, he's paying, I assume. Oh, no, 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 no. He just got me in with her. She, you know, wasn't really accepting people. Uh, we okay. found we found out that he lives in Georgia. She, and I technically live in South Carolina. I say technically because, you know, state lines. But like 
she apparently also does South Carolina and she does all telehealth. So he was like, hey, you should maybe see a therapist. And I know someone and I'm sitting there going, thanks, asshole, for thinking that I'm in in need of that right now. And then after a long night of being sad, I was like, so right. I need to talk to someone. Um, Yeah. 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 I was, I was actually thinking to myself when I said it, like, it's like a phone punchline, but then I'm like, no, it was actually quite lovely that he did that. Thanks buddy. Let's talk about what I got him. Nothing. Cause I ain't got a job guys. I figured he's covered that. You're not paying attention. No, no. And I can't pay attention because I ain't got a job. I'm, you know, I'm so uh, good. No, it's um I will say this, guys. Uh despite that we were lucky in the sense that we have enough to get some stuff together so that our kids could have some dope stuff for Christmas. Um we started playing the long game when it comes to Christmas gifts. We started doing um, STEM stuff and puzzles, you know? Hell yeah. Things that'll take longer for you to mess with. And so one of the things we kind of all decided, everybody got a Lego puzzle of some sort. Um, like my big gift from for my wife was the like massive Hogwarts castle and... My wife got me the Ninja Turtle Techno Drone. Nice. So, yes. Great. And, and I said she got it for me, but my children have basically dominated this shit. So every time I go to look at my Techno Drone, there's a random Spider Man on there. <laughs> Boba Fett got pieced up by Batman on there the other morning. Um, it's been it's been a very entertaining entertaining couple weeks have we had the chance to really talk about christmas gifts on here not really i mean our last episode was the one where we talked about like um christmas music and then we had christmas and all that stuff so no not really yeah i didn't think so do you guys get what you wanted for christmas hell yeah mm-hmm. i got um the the best thing that i got there are two three really cool things that i got from kelly uh, and her parents, because I get the bulk of my Christmas stuff from them. Um, I got the air fryer lid for my Instant Pot. Nice. Pretty stoked okay. to to use that. Kelly got me a set of hanging nightstands, which she is currently in the process of over the last couple of days of giving me shit about because I have not put them up yet. <laughs> um, but she also got me this uh, like the subscription to a service called Vinyl Moon. And um, they send me like a like a vinyl record every I think it's every other month. And they're really, really interesting. It's obscure music and the uh, actual records are like really cool. Just like their design. And so that was that was pretty awesome. Huh. OK, so have you gotten your first one yet? I've gotten the first two, actually. OK, what'd you get? So they come in like um issue like issue numbers or whatever i got issue or volume number 68 and volume number 75 and it's mostly been uh not necessarily lo-fi but like uh really like kind of a chill 
music vibe and their playlists are on spotify so even if you don't want to bust out the record which i have a whole shelf for the record player and stuff like that but even if you don't want to bust out the record player to listen to them uh you can still listen to the playlist on spotify that's been pretty cool too so i can i can link the playlist for you okay that'd be pretty cool nice i figured as soon as you said you know it's like lesser known niche niche type stuff like eddie's ears just kind of perked up a little i know bit. i know they did i heard them from over here actually oh, yeah. Oh yeah, you know, you know. He's like, guys, ever since I've started playing music on my handmade record player that I put together using a sewing needle and beeswax, I have just had <laughs> the best music. It's the clearest sound. All of I, my I, Amish I, friends I, say so. I feel like it's reductive what you're doing, but <laughs> you're not <getting laughs> far off. <laughs> I actually, one of the things that I always say um, whenever talking about like friends and family i talk about you guys with the wife um i'm always like telling her you know i know you don't know much about eddie but uh, i'll tell you just assume he probably knows more about music than you and you're gonna be okay just start from there and you won't go wrong it's really fun to listen to like some of the stuff that you'll come up with my brain Um, is a sponge for all musical minutiae it's it's really it's a it's a disease in a lot of ways with you know and and guys i would firmly agree this man is he knows more music than a a vast majority of people i think the only kryptonite to this superman is atlanta everything else (laughs) i'm gonna keep paying for that for at least a year nah it won't be that long Eh, maybe (laughs) See, let's see how long it takes me to get a job. Because the, long, the longer he stays unemployed, the more that's just going to fester. He's just going to keep kneeling me. <laughs> I can see it now, June. Guys, I haven't eaten in three days, but you know what else I have done? I've listened to some of my Atlanta rap CDs, and I got to tell you, Eddie don't know what he was talking about way back in January. Oh, man. You'll have, you'll have charts. You'll have started a YouTube channel devoted to telling people how shitty that take was. <laughs> I'm coming to you live, guys, from the ravine by my old house. And I got to tell you, Eddie's music. No. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh. uh, what they're referencing is last night in a very tired state, um, I made the false claim that Ludacris... Uh, was the most notable Atlanta rapper and uh, Josh and B quickly swooped in and gave me the doomsday device within <laughs> three and a half minutes. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, that's, that's it about was brutal. Right. <laughs> Here, here's, here's, here's the thing. I, I am, I don't profess to, I was, I even said this like to, to the spouse. I was like, I don't profess to know everything about everything, but Atlanta is my shit. <laughs> <laughs> like when he comes in with ludicrous, I'm like, <gasps> I don't. I still do think poorly worded, but that run, the word of mouth red light district run, he was the, everywhere. The two albums that he did, three. That, you, the, what was between word of mouth and, and red light district? Red light Chicken district. and beer. Chicken and beer. How many? How many hits were on that? At least three. Oh, okay, three. So that's like one per album. No, I've done, on. Are you said how many hits are on that on Chicken and Beer? Is that the one with Saturday on it? No, that's word of mouth. That's word of uh, mouth. Chicken and Beer has uh, Get Back though. 
Okay. See, basically, guys, I wasn't ever. I, I got to say, I don't think Ludacris is not great. I, I love Ludacris. Um, I just think that in a city where, you know, T.I., Outcast, and Future all come from, you know, even the, the lesser knowns that, well, not the lesser knowns, but the ones that I was like forgetting, like Josh hit us with Migos, you know. Yeah, completely forgot about Migos. Ooh. So many names out of Atlanta. It's mm-hmm. really hard. Even Soldier Boy is from Atlanta, like, and it's really hard. He is. To just, Lil John, it's really hard to just say Ludacris. And and that is a fun argument to have. And I will. Metro Boomin, who has pretty much defined hip hop for the last eight years, you know? Yeah. So a lot of people. Um, and for the record, Chicken and Beer had to stand up. Okay. Uh, had Blow It Out, which is a great song. Um, Splash Waterfalls and Pussy Poppin'. Those were the hits. Mm, Pussy Poppin'. Yeah. That must have been really heavy up there in Kentucky. Uh, it, here's, here's the God's honest truth. It was pretty heavy because I worked at a strip club in Barbersville, West Virginia. Okay. I, I gotta tell you, I don't remember hearing Pussy Poppin' much over here. Oh, no. It was, it was, it was pretty much just there was... I think a very limited amount of rap that they could play on the CD jukebox in the strip club, which the dancers had to pay to play their own music out of. That's how janky oh. this was. Wow. Uh, and I think all the, I think there was just one CD that had like five ludicrous songs because, you know, you're going to want what's your fantasy in the strip club. Okay. Somebody's going to dance to splash waterfalls. Okay. Might as well go ahead and put pussy popping on there. Are these white girls? Um, for the most part, yeah, I was going to try to figure out a way to be diplomatic about that, but no, it was mostly white girls. Okay, West Virginia, ludicrous white girls. I'm basically thinking about, I'm thinking about how like MTV tried to tell me that Miley Cyrus brought twerking out there into the world. And I'm like, no, that two by four did not. (laughs) Way too many fine, fine, juicy booties dropping it low. Like, don't even come at me like that. Like, I just. Okay. Okay. <laughs> You're passionate about this. Guys, it was a time in my life when I went to enough strip clubs to know. Okay. I just feel like there's certain there are certain places that you go. I was friends with a stripper. Okay. And she she always kind of kept me on the up and up of what was good. And what he was, was friends not with scary. a stripper. Here's the important thing to know. Okay. I'm not saying she was a great stripper. She was indeed the weekday B team, but she also was able to help me know where to go, when to go, who to get a lap dance from, who to avoid, who to make sure y'all keep a black light on my person. Like she was a great, I, I miss her dearly. She was a sweetheart. Okay. Mm-hmm. Spoke like a freight train, teeth like a bunny, but sweet person couldn't really dance either i don't think she really lasted long on the circuit but uh but she had the inside track yeah yeah dude the myrtle beach strip scene yo i don't know if y'all know <laughs> have you ever been to myrtle i'm beach? gonna be myrtle really beach honest with you my man when you say the myrtle beach strip scene that sounds like the skeeziest thing i've heard in my fucking life <laughs> it probably is knowing myrtle beach i'll never forget when i went to a place called derriere's Oh my god! And if you've never been to Myrtle, if you've ever been to Myrtle Beach and you've gone to a strip joint, you know Derriere's because it's the only full, fully nude spot in the whole world, in down there. And I'll never forget, like friends that I went with decided they 
they took pity on me. This is also during a time when I got no job. This is really as fortunate that I've had so many periods like that. But anyway, um, they took pity on me, bought me a dance. I remember her name was Rosie, and I remember coming walking out, and I was like, she made one butt cheek jiggle at a time. I had never seen such a thing. A little point in any man's life. I was a child, guys. Okay, I walked in a child. I came out of a booty cheek man, and <laughs> I learned things. You know, double cheeked up on a Thursday afternoon. Double, my double cheeked up, double cheeked up, and and just guys, you have to understand. There was a strip joint down there called Close Encounters, and it used to be a crematorium before it became a strip joint. So I mean, we have <laughs> options, but they're not the that best. That sounds options. like some real haunted shit. Oh, real talk, that place got busted so many times for the amount of... Um... Necromancy? <laughs> <laughs> look, look, come for the booty, come for the booty, stay for the dark dimension. That's just how they roll down in Brunswick County, okay? Man. How many street jokes have you been to, Josh? Zero. Let's <laughs> say, Josh's number is either like a really high one or it's nil. <laughs> zero strip clubs in my life i have never really understood the purpose of going and like giving people money when i could just look up porn on the internet or whatever did you ever go to like a, a nightclub uh i've been to a nightclub a couple times but it's not really not really my scene never has really been my scene eddie when you weren't working in one did you ever go to one i went to them a lot before i worked at them and since i have worked at them i've been precisely once it's kind of like working at Walmart and then you don't ever want to go back again. You know how the sausage gets made, you know? <laughs> I really hate that term. <laughs> the strip club. Yeah, you basically do. You know, you just, you learned, uh, I don't think that the business is inherently, um, I, don't, I don't think it inherently exploits people there. It's inherently sketchy, but it really invites a lot of exploitation and sketchiness. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I don't have an issue with strip clubs or anything like that at all. I just, it's just never been for me. Like I, I am very much like pro sex work and all that stuff. So absolutely. I don't see, I mean, like I said, it's not, it's not a hard rule there, but definitely the places I worked at were not, uh, not great. I remember early in my marriage, the wife was trying to act like she was going to be cool with us going to one together and like it was going to be some kind of team building exercise or something. (laughs) Team building exercise. And we went. A group to, project. We got to the parking lot because, of course, uh, Derriere's, you know, it was still fresh in my mind mm-hmm. a couple of years later. And I was like, we're going to go here. I know this place is going to be great. We get there. And I, and I pull into the parking lot. Shit, you're not. The thing that stopped me is I realized it cost me $20 to get in here last time I was here. Now I got to pay for two people. And I could just get booty in the hotel room. Like, why, why am I even here? Like, it's free in the hotel room. Like, why am I paying for it? Honey, do we need to be here? She was like, no, not really. So basically, guys, I, I realized then when I was a one-woman man, that was my moment right there. There you go. There you go. It was a wonderful experience. It's unfortunate. And I, I'm, with, I'm with you. I am a also a pro-sex work kind of guy. Uh, not because I want to be some kind of clientele, but it's just like, I think we all are in agreement that, you know, women can do whatever the hell they want with their bodies, right? 100%. I don't like the idea of the overhead of like a pimp or some shit like that, but I mean, I also understand, I feel like they should be able to set up their own kind of 
I don't know, network or business or something. Oh, it should absolutely be legal across the board. Yeah, and I think that like doing that affords them, you know, protections that they don't currently have because it's not legal. And I think that's that's the important thing for me. Yeah. It's strange that I mean I don't know. Let's let me approach this as a totally ignorant person. Why would you make it illegal? Uh because the nation was, was founded on puritanical values and never really grew up. Okay. I'd, I'd say that's probably as close as you can get. And, I, and I'm not, and I'm not asking because I'm like hoping to get some kind of soapbox answer or some shit like that. Like it's a, I want to approach it from a, a space where I'm not thinking about it with my own opinion. I'm just curious what, you know, the thought would be because a, a woman's body is her choice. I'm, I'm going to hate it when we lose Roe v. Wade later. Um, Gosh. Like this is, this is how we are. Like, it's really strange that we are still fighting that fight. I, I mean, yeah, like the, the fact that, uh, uh, so you can extrapolate this out to, you know, not just about women's bodies and things like that, but like technology and just life in general has completely eclipsed the electorate just like entirely. Um, and I think that because of that, you know, because we have politicians who are, you know, in their seventies and eighties that have been on, you know, been, been in their jobs for their entire professional careers. Like that's, that's a big part of why there's been no like real progress in these very important social issues, in my opinion, anyway. Oh man. The moment that the people in charge realized that they could, you know, just simply pass laws or executive orders that kept them in power. Um, the little guy never stood a shot. Yep. And we could take that. We don't even have to take that to the boomers and shit like that. Cause it's easy to say, okay, boomer and have a laugh. But I mean, like it goes way past that. It goes to like the end of reconstruction and teapot dome. And we are talking like way back into time, the amount of desire for people in power to make it so that people without power never attain that power. I know that it's weird that we started, we started with strip joints and we've gotten here, but I mean, like, holy <laughs> shit. Well, I think that like it, it is kind of weird that we started as strip joints and then got here, but I, I, I it's kind of endemic to me of like a just an a, a problem with the way people think about stuff, and it goes beyond like sex work or you know using technology or weed, for example, or or whatever. Like people just don't haven't taken the time or don't feel like they have to take the time to understand these kinds of things and recognize that there are ways that like uh you know i i think that is it is it colorado that had that legalized weed a long time ago and they were able to like pay out their you know population right. because of because right. of all the tax benefits like how I, how do you how do you see that and then and then just not be like oh yeah we gotta do that everywhere else yeah it hasn't it hasn't necessarily become a um you know pothead hellscape over in Colorado, right? No. It might it might smell a little differently, but I mean, I'm I'm sure it's it's fine. Otherwise, there's still dumbasses there. There's still dumbasses everywhere. You know, you just have the option of getting high. And I mean, I'm sitting here now, and um, I've got you know muscle relaxers here that I could take and get high, and if I wanted to, they were prescribed. 
it's a terrible thing. I could get addicted to that shit. Um, but for some reason, I could get it. And you mean to tell me that, like, for someone like me who has a lot of stress, who's like crazy, like anxiety all the time, internalizes that, doesn't know how to handle it. My only option would be an anti-anxiety or antidepressant that basically gives me ED or something like that. Or I can just get high all the time. Like, but it's illegal. Yep. It's, yeah, it's, it's, fucked, it's fucked up. It is. It's totally fucked up. And I say this, guys, uh, for you listening at home, um, when we're talking about crazy things, like, his, well, not crazy, but just interesting how Josh has never been to a strip club or whatever, I've never gotten high. You know, so, like, I would love to be able to tell you what it's like because I don't know, you know. Someone will have to tell me one day, maybe give me a brownie, maybe, maybe in a span of time where I ain't got a job. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if you guys are aware, but I've got the span of time currently right now. It's an open block on my Microsoft calendar. If you want to just slot in, give B edibles. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, Lord. This is the kind of show we got coming back from the break, guys. There's a lot that I thought about. Yeah, we've kind of been all over the place, haven't we? <laughs> I mean, we kind of knew that's how it was going to be, though. We didn't. It really is kind of already how it is in general. <laughs> the chaos is a good thing. You know, it's it's important, guys. We've not been on in three weeks. We need to remind people just a little bit who we are and get our, our feet out from under us. Because we started this podcast, ladies and gentlemen. We started it right around the holidays not not really getting the chance to get our feet out uh, like under us now new year new us it's gonna go the whole year if we have our way and just keep on moving from there on this is where we start and we may as well set the tone now we're fucking all over the place we hope you enjoy that yep just just you know hang out and stay along for the ride (laughs) yes Hence, hence why we've debuted the two new segments B's journey for jobs and Eddie got a job and Josh's corner, you know, (laughs) and Josh's desk design. (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, I've got a job. So (laughs) it's, Oh yeah. Just way to rub it in. Oh my God. It is is what it is. Right. Like I, um, actually on that subject, I had, and I I know I talked to you guys about this around the holidays, but I had an idea for like a new position for myself in my organization. And I was going to like, uh, write up the proposal over the holiday break or decide just fuck it and just continue to be like really good at what I'm currently doing. Um, I've decided to say, fuck it, just continue to be really good at what I'm I'm currently doing. (laughs) I mean, if you're not unhappy i i mean i think that there's levels to that because there's some some <laughs> some, true some days i am unhappy and some days when i'm quite happy i've been working from home since the uh since the beginning of the year and so that's been nice and that's because of covid going fucking crazy right now uh south carolina nineteen thousand cases today like god damn yeah hey that's how we do it baby yep <laughs> we do it big big things popping yeah. COVID. So 
It we've had some ex- Omicron stopping. We've had some exposure scares in the fam and like stuff like that. And I just, you know, it's safer to be at home right now. Yeah. I mean, I will say that since the advent of work from home, which I wasn't ever really a huge fan of just because I want to leave my work at the office as often as possible. But when it no longer was something where I could work towards having an office because they shut our office down, basically, yeah. um, I got to accept in it. It's, you know, it has its charms. Yeah, I've uh, I've been taking the lunchtime nap and that's been amazing. And I wouldn't have nice. And and like I can do that at the office, but it's just not as comfortable. Like I can just go, I can just go downstairs you. and jump in my bed and set an hour timer and then that and then we're good to go. I'll tell you what I like. This is my favorite combo. I've overslept in the morning, so I don't get a shower in. Lunchtime shower. There you go. Oh, lunchtime shower is awesome. I'm not really sure what today is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know it's Friday because we're recording. I shit you people not. That is the only reason I know what today is. I literally told my child he needed to be ready for school tomorrow for his five-year-old ass to correct me. That he has a <laughs> oh yeah, I've got a four-day weekend this weekend because we like, yeah, a four-day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't work Fridays, so. Oh, uh, okay. And I we're... don't work Fridays. Listen to you. <laughs> I listen. I it's like it's like a, a benefit that I negotiate at this point, and I've had to fight, <laughs> and I've had to fight to keep it. You know, that is exactly what I say, too, man. I don't know. do windows. I don't work Fridays. I don't <laughs> work at all. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I always I always get upset whenever like like it's fake upset, obviously, like I'm very privileged <laughs> in this regard. But, but like I always get fake upset when I have to uh, like my brother and I switch our flex days so that one of us has a four day weekend for whatever reason. And then we have to only have a two day weekend the next weekend. And I call that the pleb weekend. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh, oh God. Saturday and Sunday only. Yeah. It's the worst. It's the worst. Who does that? The, 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 the shitty thing is, is that I can't even like, I can't even do that in the house because Kelly works all the fucking time. And like, she anytime I'm like, God, I only have a pleb weekend, and she's like, I work every day. I don't get time off. And she's a freelancer, and that's how it goes. Oh man, that's what pleb I should weekend. be. We're we're at very three very different places in our working lives, aren't we? <laughs> well, yeah, because we've got we've got Brandon, no job. We Brandon have, doesn't have a working life right now. He's just have, like, I just got out of an entry level thing, so now like I don't have to ask permission to take days off. That's how far I'm in the company. And then we have you at I don't work Fridays, and my two day weekends are pleb weekends. They are. But the four day week thing started when I worked for Amazon. Like I, I uh, worked ten hour days instead of the normal eight hour day, and I got hooked on it. And it's we been used to do the four tens. We used yep. to do it, yeah, and I, I loved it. Honestly, I, I'm, I'm not a huge four tens guy. I was when I started doing it, but when I moved back to five eights, I was like, oh man, it is so good to not be at work this long. So well, you the, know, the, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, I was just going to say the the main thing for me. Honestly, with the five eights was like 
uh, I'm the only one here like that that has kids and it's really important for me to structure my days around being able to be active and available for those kids as much as possible. Uh-huh. So like I love four tens, but five eights let's be pick my kids up. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's that, actually that means a, the world to me. That's actually a big part of why most people don't work. We we used to call it the extended schedule at my job. Um not the pleb schedule. No, not the pleb schedule. Oh, okay. The four the four ten schedule is the, the extended schedule. Yeah, the extended schedule. Um God, five schedule. eights? What are you a surf? A surf schedule. <laughs> But yeah, they they do that because they have to do stuff for their like to you know drop their kids off at school, pick them up, that kind of thing. And I, that's obviously not something that I have to worry about. So, I tell you, um, as as a dad, um, it it means the world to me to wake up with my kid at like five forty five or six o'clock and like go and take him to school because like every day that we go to school, I get to like ask him what he's going to do today you know we focus on being the best him that he can be and it's just like it's the things like if i could get paid for being a dad i'd be a multi-millionaire right because i'm really good at that and that's like the only job i'm not shit at i think my reviews were all good <laughs> the last quarterly was pretty all right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure other jobs like me. I like me. I like yeah. you. Thank you. Hey, yeah, all right. Do you have a job opening at your company? Yeah. Um, probably. You, had one if, you were going to make a new one for yourself, but then you were just like, uh, no, yeah, keep being awesome. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, if you want to get your insurance license and stuff like that, then yeah, we're always trying to get people. I mean, it's an option, and it's it's a good place to work. Like, <clears throat> no, no, no that that is absolutely true. I do know that about like all the stuff, all the times that I have researched your job, like your company itself. Everything seems like a pretty pretty dope experience overall. Um, yeah, I mean, there are little things, but there are little things with every job. So, right. Wow. This is this has been a, a very interesting time, guys. Yeah. Um, Sadly, we live in interesting times. That's the truth. So, <clears throat> I really hope that um, we will get people that will. Uh, we need to really start advertising, get this the, the Discord out there a little bit stronger. I want to get this community thriving. I want to see more people talking shit to us. Somebody. I don't remember which person it was. They had the audacity to not understand that "Play as Ball" was a Christmas song, and <laughs> the audacity. I held, I held back with all my might. I thought I was furious before, but I was never furious until I read that post. And I gotta tell you, I need more shit to infuriate me in my day. <laughs> well. So there you go. Join the Discord at discord.carolinasocialclub.com and infuriate B. Oh, and furthermore, um, we know we know at least one conservative person. Like none of us are conservative. Let's just be real here. We're not stupid. Anybody, anybody who's listening who thinks that we are conservative, come on now. Um, 
And I was telling Josh before we came on the air, like, the one conservative person we know, they don't recognize that they're in the position to educate and help people understand. Like, I don't mind conservatism, conservativism, if I could understand better why someone would choose to be one in this environment. You know, I, I, I never have a problem learning a both sides kind of thing. So like, if you know why people do that, I would love to have that discussion on Discord. That's just me. I know, I know the, the resident commie here. Um, I'm glad that he was able to restrain himself when he talks to the conservatives. <laughs> I mean, I do think that there is, and you know, I, I, I absolutely loathe to say this because I absolutely loathe this type of person, but I do think there's common ground with a certain brand of conservative and the most leftist person you know. Well, yeah, because it's all like a circle, right? Eventually, everybody wants authoritarianism. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily say that. I guess. I guess what I'm trying to drive at is, you know, ultimately, all anybody in those positions really care about are: can I provide for my family? Can I provide for my ailing mother? You know, it's it's a very simple kind of working class concern. Whereas you get these people who are libertarians who are like, well, you know, we have to be constitutionally strict, and what did the founders? And they're too high minded, you know. They have they have less common ground with a regular blue collar conservative than a blue collar communist. I will tell you flat out that if you are if your argument starts off with or references to a a, uh, a strong degree, what would the founders think? <laughs> you stupid fucking moron! They were a bunch of slaveholders and people that had their own personal biases they were people they weren't gods this isn't zeus and aries talking about how they were going to mold people out of clay or some shit these were people tax dodging slave owners yeah George like Washington the, probably, probably, had... the, probably the one person who was nationally known to any level who's the closest to them was like clive and bundy and look it's important to note like they were weird they had issues Everybody jokes about George Washington having wooden teeth, like he had false wooden teeth. He had false teeth made of slave teeth, too. He had different sets. So they're weird with weird-ass things that if you looked at them and you thought to yourself, we need to follow what they say to a T, why did they make basically Wikipedia on parchment paper and call it the Constitution? It's there to be edited, dude. That's the point. Otherwise, we would still not be drinking. Truth. Yeah. Also, two slaves and women could vote, I guess, or not vote. <laughs> I don't know what they. I don't know what women do with their straight time. I assume they vote. But, you know, my point is still. they vote. We have to evolve as a country. If we focused on what the previous generations always did, we would never evolve. We would be the Rip Van Winkle nation. Mm-hmm. And I come from the Rip Van Winkle state, so I know. 
we have to continue to evolve. And if that means you want to stay a conservative to do so, that is an excellent thing. Good for you. You can continue to evolve and maintain your conservatism if you have a reason for it to exist. I'm sorry, guys, I don't work in politics, so I don't necessarily know. I know a guy who does. He always tells me he works in politics, so I know he does work in politics. But the thing that I need you to know is that we have to continue to grow as a country. And guys, I'm here to tell you, the Carolina Social Club is here to guide you every step of the way. That's right. Y'all thought this was going to go somewhere else? No, this is all this really long plug to come back. It's just a really long pitch. (laughs) I think that's a good place to cut it. It was impressive. I was. Yeah. Um, He brought it all the way back. He led me out to pasture and then brought me back to the barn. That's right. So if LinkedIn wants to toss me a free premium, because I can <laughs> clearly cut a promo, let me know. Yeah, so uh, I got nothing left for this episode, guys. What about you? I think I'm good. If any of you headhunters hear me, I ain't got nothing else to say. You Join know. the Discord, headhunters. Discord.carolinasystemclub.com <laughs> Join the Discord and we can ask you a lot of questions. So many. <laughs> All right, y'all. Thanks for listening. Uh, Glad to be back on it this year. We will keep it, keep the uh, gravy train going. Hopefully Brandon gets a job at some point. (laughs)